You're listening to Daily Notes, presented by Home Sideways. On this episode of Daily Notes, we're talking about two films that got 21 Oscar nominations between both of them, The Dark Knight and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Say hello to my little friend! Beetlejuice. We are the Commando Elite. Everything else is just a toy. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? So you're just an old hacker like me, but disguised as an idiot. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. And here we go. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam. These are my daily notes where I have fun conversations about films. We journey back to 2008 today. We talk about two great films that I just watched. The first time watched today is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Spoiler, I just called it a great film, so you maybe know where I'm going with that film. But also The Dark Knight. I'm really excited to dive back into that Gotham universe, that specific Gotham universe that Christopher Nolan gave us with the iconic Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast recently, you know that I've been kind of pulling double duty, triple duty at times, uh, but I've, it's been really fun. Uh, we just got done with our top 10 movies of 2022. I, I've also mentioned The Batman that Matt Reeves directed on that film. Another Brad Pitt movie also appeared on my top 10 of that year, number one. My number, my number one film, Babylon. Really excited uh, for my that top 10 reveal. It was a really great episode. Some really uh, fun movies that we discussed. Some cool Merlots. And I, I really dig my the top 10. There's some good horror movies that came out last year. And I really felt like I did I did a great, great job personally representing uh, what I thought was some of my favorite movies of 2022. Some hard, hard movies to leave off the list for sure. Like All Quiet on the Western Front. I got talked out of taking X off, but I think Pearl was the right decision to keep in my top 10. No no ties. Ties are kind of lame. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then another one. What's another one that I had a hard time leaving off? Um, I can't remember now. Clerks 3 was also in the conversation. Um, the Black Phone was also up there. A couple, there's some really good movies that I just couldn't put in my top 10 because 10 spots are just so hard to fill. But it was a great, t- fun time. Hope you guys listen to that on YouTube or, or you guys can even check it out on the podcast stream as well. Speaking of YouTube, we are going to be dropping some more clips. I'm going to do a little better job trying to put some of my stuff out on YouTube. But you can also find coming out is there's polls out on YouTube. There's also the um, some some video clips as well. I think Mrs. Doubtfire will be the next one. We'll, like their deep dive of Mrs. Doubtfire, the, the main guys, are going to be up on YouTube as well. So make sure you check the show notes if you're interested in watching a video form of it. If not, if you just like hear, putting us in your ear holes and just going about your day, this is the place for you. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that fun jazz that you do. And also make sure you check the show notes down below to find out where the movies that I'm talking about today on Daily Notes, Benjamin Button and The Dark Knight, where they're streaming. Because uh, I would like you to watch along with me and experience these films. Because we're celebrating them uh, 15 years after their release. 15 year anniversary of The Dark Knight. I cannot believe that is actually a thing. But it is. And it's... Uh, yeah, anyway, let's just start with The Dark Knight, because I think The Dark Knight is some a movie that I forget how great it is. So this is The Dark Knight, directed by Christopher Nolan. Where do we begin? A year ago, these uh, cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you. I mean, what happened? 
So what are you proposing? It's simple. Kill the Batman. <laughs> Here's my card. Bruce, this is Harvey Dent. Rachel's told me everything about you. I certainly hope not. You once told me that we'd be together. Did you mean it? Bruce, don't make me your only hope for a normal life. You're Alfred, right? That's right, sir. Any psychotic ex-boyfriends I should be aware of? Oh, you have no idea. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Well, hello, beautiful. You look nervous. I've seen now what I have to become to stop men like him. The night is darkest just before the dawn. I promise you, the dawn is coming. And here we go. Come on. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm gonna give it to him. No! You'll see. I'll show you. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Will you be wanting the back puncher? In the middle of the day, Alfred? Not very subtle. The Lamborghini, then. Much more subtle. The Dark Knight is PG-13 and has a 2 hour and 32 minute runtime. It is directed by Christopher Nolan. The screenplay is written by Jonathan and Christopher Nolan and based off the story by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer. Stars Christian Bale as, of course, the one and only Bruce Wayne. Heath Ledger as the Joker. Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent. Michael Caine as Alfred Khan. It's really horrible. <laughs> we have Maggie Gyllenhaal taking over the reins of Rachel Dawes, previously played by Katie Holmes in the Batman Begins film. And then Gary Oldman and Morgan Freeman also reprise their roles from Batman Begins as well. I'm trying to think of anybody else here. I'm going through the IMDb page. Uh, Nestor Carbonell uh, is in there. Killian Murphy's in there. We got Eric Roberts, the great Eric Roberts, and Anthony Michael Hall also appear in the film. And the IMDb synopsis simply states, When the menace known as the Joker wrecks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham, Batman must accept one of the greatest psychological and physical tests of, of his ability to fight injustice. Now, The Dark Knight is one of those movies that I watched, I think, three or four times in theater when it came out. And one of the big things that made this movie really memorable for me was we did tragically lose Heath Ledger right before the release of the movie and also he re received the best supporting Oscar win that year as well for his best performance as the iconic Joker it's a fantastic performance that will probably live on as one of the best um, acting performances of all time it could be in the conversation I, I would put it there and Heath Ledger definitely transforms as this iconic, the clown prince of crime. We've got many uh, iterations now with Joaquin Phoenix in there, Jared Leto, 
Of course, we have the classic Jack and Caesar Romero as well as the Joker. But Heath Ledger always has that unique vibe and charisma to him. And rewatching it, I it can't help but notice that. It is such an iconic performance. I said that again, but it is truly one of those performances that when you, he's on screen, you kind of stop what you're doing. You're listening to the words. You're seeing how he enunciates every syllable, how he makes a magic trick with a pencil disappearing, how he tells this chaotic story of how he got his scars. It's such a brilliant performance, and it is one that I will probably remember forever. <laughs> the Dark Knight is a top 100 movie for me, and re-watching it now, I'm just blown away by the scope, the feel, the cinematography of this movie. It's shot so brilliantly. There's some amazing shots. It has this amazing opening high sequence that I remember, I believe, I can't remember exactly what film it was. I think maybe one of the diehards, I think they played that opening on IMAX screens. They played like the first 10 minutes, the first, the bank heist on in IMAX theaters. Amazing that that was able to happen. The iconic bank heist sequence there is great. And then when as we dive into Christian Bale's Batman character, yeah, he has that big Clint Eastwood type of voice where he's definitely, I am Batman, doing that deep voice there. It's kind of silly now looking back at it. However, it was one of the better iterations of Batman on live action. And I think Christian Bale still does a great job as Bruce Wayne, specifically that uh, version of the character. And if, if a lot of the great supporting characters here, I like how it dives into the mob and uh, trying to have that good justice and the vigilante aspects of Batman. And also you get the the White Knight, Gotham's White Knight, and Aaron, Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent. Of course, we see his turn near the end of the movie as Two-Face. Now, I kind of wish they would have dove more into Two-Face here and maybe give him his own film um, like as the main villain of Batman, you know, maybe The Dark Knight Rises. However, we didn't get that, and I still think it plays really well here. I think the sacrifice that Bruce Wayne does at the end of the movie is commendable and becomes the villain. My one thought that I kept thinking about when I was watching this is how were they able to pull this off? I think the cinematography here it has to be one of the best out of any like comic book movie, and I really like what uh, Matt Reeves did with the Batman, and Robert Pattinson did a great job there. This movie is such so grounded in reality, and it's completely consistent with the entire trilogy. Even though I'm not a huge fan of The Dark Knight Rises, The Dark Knight does something where it this movie feels, these comic book characters feel larger than life. They actually feel real, and they could live in this the world that we live in. And unlike anything that Marvel can do, or even the DCEU can do, this movie feels like it's actually living and breathing, and there's actually a place called Gotham. It is one of those movies that I'm surprised how many people don't give it enough credit. I know people, a lot of people love it, but it is one of the better movies of all time, I think. It Maybe it's my comic book bias. Could be. I'm not going to lie there. Uh, but The Dark Knight was, was such a fun, entertaining rewatch. And I remember going to the theater opening night specifically and they having the biggest uh, outrageous like reactions from fans especially when the joker did a magic trick and made a guy disappear that was the great ta-da moment of the 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 show one of those theater experiences i definitely won't forget because it was the place was just electric and everybody was super excited to see 
what Heath Ledger and what Christopher Nolan specifically were going to do for this next entry into the Batman franchise. The movie came out July 18th, 2008, and was the filming locations here were Chicago, Illinois. So they definitely trans- transformed Chicago and made it look like Gotham. I really liked it. I thought they did a really good job. The budget of the movie is huge. $185 million was the budget for this movie. Opening weekend alone, alone it made $158.4 thousand or million dollars sorry a gross worldwide of one billion no one billion six million two hundred thirty four thousand one hundred sixty seven dollars made a lot of money it made a lot a lot of the money one of the highest grossing movies of all time i think that has dipped quite a bit now considering how uh, much money movies make now uh, however when the dark knight came out it was it definitely started breaking records and it came you know, not as close as I want to think it did to breaking Avatar, but The Dark Knight made a lot of money as part of the billion dollar movie club. Not there's only maybe like less than twenty of those movies, I think. So The Dark Knight definitely uh, broke some records. It also got nominated for quite a bit of Oscars too. It's one of those movies that changed the Oscars probably for the best. Uh, at that time, it only got there was only five best picture movies uh, that were, you were able to get get on the the best picture lineup the dark knight changed that the next year they went to 10 and because of the outcry that the dark knight didn't get a best picture nomination not even a best director nomination for christopher nolan we did see a best supporting actor win with heath ledger and also a best sound editing win here as well with other nominations being cinematography art direction editing sound makeup and visual effects interesting on some of those um losses here but still glad i got a lot of oscar buzz here currently on our website this is terry's number four film of 08 todd's number five film of 08 and my number two film of 08 being my 16th favorite film in my of all time my top 100 it also appears in terry's top 102 at number 64 all right so that is my take on the dark knight directed by christopher nolan now it's time to talk about david fincher's Curious case of Benjamin Button. My name is Benjamin Button, and I was born under unusual circumstances. While everybody else was aging, I was getting younger, all alone. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button is also rated PG-13 and has a two-hour, 46-minute runtime. It is directed by David Fincher, based off the short story by F. Scott Fitzgerald. The story, written for screen by Eric Roth and Robin uh, Swicord. And the screenplay is written by Eric Roth as well. Stars Brad Pitt as Benjamin Button, Kate Blanchett as Daisy, Tilda Swinton, Julia Ormond, Taraji P. Henson, and Mahershala Ali. Now on IMDb, the synopsis here reads... Tells this, it, this movie tells the story of Benjamin Button, a man who starts aging backwards with consequences. Now, for whatever reason, I never watched this movie, and I, I don't know why, to be honest. It was I remember seeing trailers, I was like, oh, this is a weird aging backwards movie, and as time kind of got further and further away from the release of the movie, I just kind of put it on the back burner. And when 2008 came along uh, for these time with these recordings, I, I, I knew I had this movie in my movie collection. I had bought the Criterion version of the film, and I've just been sitting on it. 
uh, maybe with no intention necessarily to watch it. But I'm finally glad that I was able to put kind of whatever I was thinking about the movie aside and actually watch this film. And I gotta say, I was mesmerized by what David Fincher pulled off. I think Brad Pitt's performance is uh, brilliant. I loved the aging backwards. I thought it was such a unique way to tell a really traumatic story. The the performances by Taraji P. Henson, Kate Blanchett, even Mahershala Ali's small glimpse here, Tilda Swinton's uh, performance here, uh, really great. Uh, I think every character is really memorable, especially any character that really interacted with Benjamin Button here. It, I was moved to tears, quite frankly, with the, the some of the things that did happen with uh, the characters, and I was just kind of really emotionally into the, invested in the movie, way more than I thought I ever would be. And I gotta say, I give props to the filmmaker and the storytelling here because it's um, quite memorable. It is probably gonna be one of. It's gonna definitely shake up my top ten of two thousand and eight, and I will reveal that where this will fall at the end. My kind of my thoughts here. Uh, Fincher has such a way of telling stories, and he, I'm always thinking of him as the the Fight Club guy, the guy who tells. Uh, that the game I really like the game I want I should have done a review should have watched that last year and done a review for the daily notes here but he had David Fincher has so many great movies but I I feel like the one that people kind of forget about is Benjamin Button uh, another one I forgot to mention here the Social Network uh, one of, that's personally one of my favorite ones that he has done we all we can't forget Seven Zodiac is really good Gone Girl uh, fantastic movies and I feel like. Benjamin Button does get lost in the shuffle. It is kind of different than the other ones. Those other ones are kind of crime and thriller and really intense film about a social media platform that uh, with great performances. And I think this this one it just kind of fell in that time where there's a lot of other movies that were really good that testing different so um, testing really different visual effects mediums. I think Life of Pi was kind of there too, and it was, that's another one that I had pushed off for so long. And I, 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 not, I don't really like that movie as much as, especially not as much as Curious Case. But it was one of those movies that came out in that four-year span that that got a lot of praise at the Oscars. And I was just like, well, that looks interesting, but am I going to watch it? I it never was really drawn to it. I really didn't get into you know these Oscar-y type of films for a long time in my kind of my film journey there. I've been like I said, I've been on the set website almost almost ten years like now, roughly. And so I'm definitely catching up on a lot of those like Oscar nominated films. You know me, I stick with those Batman movies, animated Batmans and some of the bigger blockbuster stuff. But definitely feel like I'm branching out. And I'm glad that Benjamin Button came across my T V screen and I was glued to it. I I know I went to our our bedroom and I put this on and I was just you know, it's one of those movies that I was watching and I kind of was on my computer and I kind of slowly just leaned back and just watched it mesmerized on the screen here. Some of my favorite moments for the Benjamin Button is I like seeing him kind of grow old and, uh, or not grow old, but when he was younger as a, an old man, seeing how people reacted to him and see how people treated him. I thought that was an interesting look at kind of that, that behavior, the human nature behavior. One of my favorite scenes, I loved when he was an old man too, and he was up on the the tugboat there, 
Jared Harris there, and I love seeing that those those little fun moments there. I like seeing the interactions with him and Clay Blanchett and him with Taraji P Henson. Uh, some really great scenes, and the, the scenes that do move me to tears. Those all inter- have those emotional, uh, human nature elements to it. And I, I haven't cried in a movie in a long time, but Benjamin Button definitely pulled on my heartstrings, and it, it made it got me to that place. And yeah, I, I kind of t- teared up and. Uh, out of sadness, especially the ending is really sad how everything kind of wraps up. Uh, but it's a, a kind of a beautiful love story. It is kind of weird though that it uh, part of the story is it's a remembrance story, so a lot of the story is being kind of like read out out loud. And it was also weird that it's like taking place during a hurricane, like the rem- remembrance scenes, because it kind of flashbacks to present day. Uh, and <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's an interesting kind of setup there and that I was on board for so Benjamin Button it's a four-star movie it's it's my top four of 2008 I think I have it right behind obviously I have the um the wrestler at number one the dark knight at number two dear Zachary at number three and the curious case of Benjamin Button at number four with Wally jumping out from four to five so uh Really great movie that I thoroughly enjoyed here. Let's go look at the uh, box office and the budget here like we always do. It came out December 25th, 2008. Uh, filming locations was India, of all places. And the budget for this movie is another big budget movie. It's $150 million. And it opening weekend, it made $127 million in the U.S. and Canada. And gross worldwide, it made $335 million, $802 $335,802,000. So another movie that made a lot of money. Not as much as The Dark Knight, but a lot more money than I actually thought it was going to make. That just tells a good story there. Uh, it got an, a lot of Oscar love as well. We're going to pop that open right now. It got a lot more Oscar nominations than The Dark Knight, and it got currently had, it won three Oscars. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, it's currently Todd's number seven film of 2008. Zach's number four film of 2008, and Terry's number six film of 2008. It's also my number four now, too. So I think it's going to be our site's number one movie of 20, 2008. So double check that later on. Uh, this movie did win for Best Art Direction, Best Makeup, and Best Visual Effects. Uh, I would agree with these wins here. I think the visual effects, the makeup, and the art direction all were superb. I not totally fine with those uh, wins there. Uh, Best Picture, it was nominated for Best Picture. Best Actor for Brad Pitt. Best Supporting Actor for Taraji P. Henson. I love that nomination. I think that's fantastic. Nola for Kate Blanchett. I kind of think that's... Uh, I think if it was made now, I think she definitely would get nominated. Uh, Best Director for David Fincher here. Best Adapted Screenplay, Cinematography, Editing, Costume Design, Sound, and Original Score all got nominated here. Who did Brad Pitt lose? To? Oh, yeah. Danny Boyle for uh, Slumdog Millionaire. One Best Director for that. Uh... Let's see here. Uh, oh, is that Pen- Penelope Cruz? Yeah, Penelope Cruz won for Ficky, Christina Barcelona, Barcelona, that Woody Allen movie. The one win that won there. And then we also got uh, Brad Pitt lost to um, Sean Penn for Milk. And also, I think Mickey Rourke for the rest of it. I would put probably him above there too. But I definitely like Brad Pitt here. Best Picture went to Slumdog Millionaire. All other nominees were Frost Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. I've not seen Frost Nixon. Eventually, I will do a um, first-time watch of Frost Nixon for the podcast as well. But as of now, Benjamin Button is a fantastic film. My favorite first-time watch of uh, this year. It's my first one as well. However, 
it's one that you definitely got to go watch. So that's my episode today, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I love The Dark Knight, and I'm really looking forward to watching The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Another time to even love this movie even more. I can I really dug this experience, and I can't th- see it being one of my favorite Fincher movies. Probably a top 100. Who knows? I, maybe that's too early to say, but I definitely want to watch this one again. Uh, looking forward to next week, guys. 2018 is where we're going back to. My wife picked the film this week, and it's going to be Black Klansman. And I picked the other film my first time watch, Suspiria. And I'm also going to try my best to put in Thunder Road, another movie that Todd really loves, in that episode as well. I'm looking forward to reviewing those next week. So, uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for checking out the episode. Until next time, I'll see you later. Later.